welcome to Rambling Ambos, a paramedical podcast. As always, the views and opinions of the panellists are their own and do not represent any service or organisation they may be associated with. Coming up on the show, we're talking to the amazing people who you call when you need help. Our two guests provide us with an insight into the ups and downs of life in the control room. And we're playing a round of Believe It or Not. Are you able to guess which call is true and which call is false? Plus, should ambulances be free for everyone? That's today's topic in the debrief. And later, Evan is in the hot seat as he tries to dispatch ambulances on a rapidly depleting board in a clinical corner simulation. All this and much more coming up now on Rambling Ambos. Hello to wherever you're listening from. My name is Carl and this is Rambling Ambos, episode six. Today, we're speaking to some of the people that can either make or break your day in pre-hospital care. But before we introduce them to you, the big man is back, Evan. Great to see you again. Hey, Carl. Thanks for having me back again. Oh, mate, we missed you last week, so it's nice to see you back in the chair. Always a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, well, look, we do have two very special people here with us. And, in fact, some of you may even know our first guest. He's our first C-grade celebrity to join the show, a call taker for 18 months and recently promoted to a dispatcher in one of the busiest control centres in the Southern Hemisphere. And would you please welcome from Ambulance Australia, Chris. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Welcome, mate. Look, you got a lot of airtime on that TV show. Did you get much of a a cult following? Did you get a fan club at all? Oh, I I suppose I had to kind of make more my social media private. But, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> did you? Did anyone uh, stop you at, at Coles or Woolies when you're trying to get your your bread or, or butter? Did you? Uh, a couple of times, but um, actually, oh, not not so much stop. But you just get a couple of looks here and there. And mm-hmm. like I bought me a beer on a plane once, and that was that was nice. <laughs> oh, nice. really? Yeah. Oh, Free beer. Amazing. I'll take that. Paid and off. Um, yeah, <laughs> look, our other guest today is probably one of the friendliest, loveliest, and most smiliest people out there. <laughs> especially as a dispatcher. Uh, She's the type of uh, dispatcher that could call you at 4am and give you a job, say, a 30-year-old male with an earache, but she'll just say it in the most loveliest ways that you just can't get angry at her and you just say, yes, of course, not a problem. Would you welcome Kobe? (laughs) Thank you so much. Kobe, great to have you on the show. It's so so great to be here. And you have over 10 years' experience working in a control centre. That's right. Wow. That's 12 years. 12 years. That's, yeah. well, sorry, apologies. That's, that's <laughs> short short <laughs> mate. Jesus. Yeah. No, look, well, guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, it's really good, I guess, to get a bit of an insight into how the whole pre-hospital care setting works, just not from a paramedic's perspective, but also from control. And um, before we get any further, I've just got one myth that I need busted. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Please um, do say. Do so I just want to ask, how is it, do, well, do you guys know that as soon as I sit down on station <laughs> on the toilet, are there sensors in the seat that, that ring an alarm in the control centre that say, oh, they've just sat down on the control uh, on the on the toilet. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, they're absolutely. Yeah. We yep. also know when you put your food in the microwave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. When, you, when your toast pops. Yeah. yeah. We know yeah. that. A little is light it, pops up for each station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Is it is it sensors <laughs> or cameras? Both. Uh, we can't. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say we can't disclose that one, but <laughs> could tell you. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to kill you. Right. Well, look, um, let's get to know a little about uh, you guys first. And um, Chris, we're going to start with you and your role as a um, core taker. Um, your role as a core taker, well, what's some of the things that I guess we might find surprising about that role? I suppose when, um, when it comes to it, being a core taker, you, it's the best way I can describe it is um, you're standing in front of a curtain 
Mm. The curtain opens, someone punches in the face. Oh. And the curtain <laughs> the curtain closes. Oh, okay. Just like wow. that. Bam. Yep. You don't know what you're gonna expect. Yeah. I mean you could deal between anywhere between seventy to hundred and ten calls in a day. Yeah. And that could range from a cardiac arrest to um someone just saying good day. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And um when you first call triple zero, you don't actually speak to a, an, an emergency operator, do you? No, no. So when, when you initially call triple O, um, you get put through to Telstra mm. and Telstra then diverts where you want to go. Um, so if you want an ambulance, you yeah. say, I want an ambulance in this area and then they link you through to ambulance. Yeah, right. And how do you get that job? <laughs> That's a great question. How, who, who, how do you get that? Where I've never seen that job advertised before. I haven't seen it advertised either. Yeah, being a, a Telstra operator. Ev, would, you, uh, would, would that be something you might be that, interested in one day? It's a hard job. I would prefer to work out on road, I think, uh, than be a call <laughs> taker. Gosh, uh, like call taking, limited experience. Call taking is hard enough. Imagine just being like... Police fire ambulance. Yes. <laughs> Police fire ambulance. Yes. All credit to them. That would be mm. extremely hard. I wonder if, uh, look, if, if that is your job, please send us a message because um, I would love to... Uh, ask you a few more questions like how varied is yeah. your role? I actually got to go into the uh, Telstra call centre way back when I did my call taker uh, training. Yeah, right. Um, but we only I, – I don't know if you did that, Chris. No, 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 I didn't. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, there you go. What, what did that look like? Was we were only there very briefly and we, we yeah, just heard them. <laughs> police like, fire ambulance. Yeah, exactly. Police and then showing ambulance. us how they direct it to police fire ambulance. Ooh, but, yeah, it was go. a little stop off before we went to – Police radio. All right. Well, look, um, Chris, can we run through a, um, a little mock phone call um, to give people at home a bit of an idea as to what to expect if they call Triple O? Sure. Can we do that? Yeah, right. of okay, course. So, um, Kobe, do you want to be Telstra? Yeah. And then, um, and then we'll go to Chris. So, ring, 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 ring. Police fire ambulance. Oh, hello. Ambulance, please. No worries. Ambulance emergency. What town or suburb? Oh, hello. Um. I'm calling from uh, Ingleside uh, in uh, Queensland. Ah, okay. And um, what was the exact address there? Oh, well, look, uh, oh, hang on. The address, uh, 666 um, Balkan Road, Ingleside. Okay. <laughs> Queensland. <laughs> no worries. Well, I've, I've got your phone number here. So yep. tell me exactly what's happened. Oh, well, look, I've just woken up this morning with a, a lot of uh, vomiting and diarrhea. I think I ate something pretty awful last night, but it's, um, yeah, it's just, um, it, it's just, it's really concerning. I really think I need someone to come check me out. Oh, okay. And how old are you? I'm 28. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. So that, that's, that's the, the front of a triple zero call. Oh, so okay. Well, that's what we call our key questions. We get the, the caller statement. We well, get I actually haven't finished because um, <laughs> this condition actually Ooh. started when I was five years old. Um, and each year I've been getting these bouts of vomiting and diarrhea. And so I'm just wondering, when's it going to stop? Are you sending me an ambulance? You've got to scream at Carl if it's legit. Yeah, well, you, you've like thrown that. a spanner in the works there now, Carl. Uh, oh, have I? Yeah, oh, I'm a okay. bit stumped. Well, what about... <laughs> Kobe, yeah. help me out. Well, from there, um, yeah, Chris would ha have to choose which protocol that... that um, fits into and he'd probably put you down as sick person mm. and then he'd ask you a range of questions do you have chest pain um what are the what are problems the breathing breathing yeah, problems. Yes. problems well guys thank are you, you for climbing? asking i actually find that when i'm oh. vomiting it's really difficult to breathe of in fact i'm struggling answer. a lot of people do find I'm that actually struggling <laughs> to breathe when i vomit um does Once that upgrade my problems. ambulance <laughs> does that upgrade it 
fantastic. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'll see you guys mm. very soon. Did you, did you notice Chris's uh, face when you said vomiting and diarrhea? He switched off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheeky VND. just lost all credibility uh, after look, that. I mean, that's true, but gosh, we do get a few of those. Mm. Mm. Talking about calls, um, Chris, what's the worst type of call that you can you can field, like it, in your it opinion? Can, it, can really, it can really vary depending on the person. Um, I suppose for, for myself... Um, Definitely paediatric arrests. Right. Yeah. Sure. Just because, uh, I mean, you're not there, so you don't know what's going on. And you can, um, another thing which a lot of people kind of have a misconception of is that we can only go off uh, what we're told. Right. So we can only present the information to, to the paramedics um, from what we've been told. Mm. And if we've not been told information, then we can't uh, disclose that. Okay. Yeah. And I suppose in that scenario... The, the hardest, I mean, obviously the hardest thing as a child being in some sort of distress, mm, yeah. absolutely, but the state in which the caller is calling, quite mm. manic and Yeah, yeah, upset. it's quite elevated from the get-go. <coughs> I mean, get um, right. So, yeah. so it's hard to get all that information in one hit. So, oh, yeah. What, so what stay calm f- is the bottom what line. What do you find more taxing? Is it those sorts of, you know, really high-pressure jobs where I'd imagine the adrenaline is running or is it the jobs that are completely mundane like our idiot who called just before about their vomiting and diarrhea mm-hmm. which like I, I don't know uh, for me on as an on-road paramedic i find sometimes going to those really mundane jobs where you kind of just shake the head thinking why have you called an ambulance compared to the those really high acuity ones like mm. yes i guess they have potential for ptsd down the track but mm. you get perhaps a lot more satisfaction from those jobs and they're maybe less taxing than some of those Monday jobs? Would that be similar for yeah, a call taker? I suppose so. I mean, um, yeah, you're dealing between, uh, as I said before, about 70 to 110 calls a day. So, and um, you got to take that last call of the shift like like you've taken that first call. So mm. with empathy, sympathy and your um, compassion fatigue is just dropped by the end of the day. Do you find it's easier over time to deal with these calls or do you find, is it like, post-traumatic stress is uh, a big issue at the moment. Do you find that's something that's uh, affecting call takers a lot? I've, I, look, over time, I believe you do build, build a resilience mm. um, in terms of if you've faced um, your 10th chest pain call in a day, then yep. you, you build up quite a resilience to taking chest pain calls. And mm. if you, because the all the big major traumas, they're quite rare. And if you haven't um, dealt with one, um, for a while, yeah. obviously it'll catch you off guard. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, if, if you're definitely to not deal with a situation which you haven't been faced with, I think they're the ones which catch you off guard and they're the ones which can sit with you for a bit sure. until you deal with it again. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Kobe, let's, let's talk yes. about your uh, line of work here. Um, what are some of the main elements of dispatching? Run us through it. Yeah, good question, good one. Um, there is so much to dispatch, so much. Um, the number one is the my crew's welfare. Mm. That's absolute number one. Oh, that's nice to hear. (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll keep her around. She's nice. She cares for me. It's true though. It it is. That's number one. That's very kind Um, because sometimes, yeah, look at... I I think, um, yeah, and then managing your resources to make sure you've got enough cover for the area that you're in control of for that shift Mm. Um, and then sorting through the jobs. We do go off our system that will um, categorise whether, you know, ambulances to be sent um, urgent, non-urgent, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've got to go deeper than that. Yeah. You've got to make sure you read through all your jobs because I think you can – when you are under under the pump, you've got loads of pressure coming from different, yeah. um, different angles. You've got so many jobs sitting in the crew. You've got limited 
cars available, you've got supervisors, you know, by your side. Right. Um, and you're, you're almost the forgotten species really, aren't you? I mean, dispatch, uh, call takers have their own, uh, you know, triple zero heroes TV show. Um, <laughs> but the dispatchers are kind of the ones that perhaps get left out, not taking anything away from call takers. It's a They're bloody kind of hard job. Yeah. And women. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you find like you, it's hard to, um, do you guys feel like you get recognition in that role? Um, from the oh. general public? hesitation Pro- there. Yeah, a bit yeah. of... Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't say from the general public, no, no. because, yeah, you're that middle person. You're the messenger, aren't you? Um, no one really knows about that job in particular, yeah, though, then, right? exactly. But I, I personally feel like I... Um, you get recognition from your crews, you build that mm. rapport with them, and that means a lot to me. That, yeah. That's my little... My recognition. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> what do you find more stressful? Uh, having a very limited amount of cars available or dealing with cranky paramedics? <laughs> Another good question. Um, cranky paramedics. Mm. Um, kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> you just ha- you can't take it personally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can't yeah. take it personally. Um, so, yeah, I would say more uh, trying to manage your jobs with limited resources when there is huge hospital delays. Yeah. Um, or you're looking at the big picture of you've got a, a, um, an actual, um, you know, big job or a really crook patient yeah. and then you're looking at what all your cars are on and yeah. they're on those jobs that didn't need an ambulance. And you've got someone that you really need your IC but they're off at something yeah. that turns out that's not an IC job and yeah. they, they yep. probably didn't even need an ambulance either. Tough position. So, yeah, that's the most frustrating. So pressure say. from all sides really mm. in that mm. role. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Well, um, look, let's move things along. It's time for the Rambling Ambos, believe it or not, Dispatcher Edition. Well, Chris and Kobe have both compiled a list here of some crazy jobs that they've done whilst they've been in the control centre and some absolute false ones that they've just made up in their own mind. Um, and so they're putting it to us. Evan and I need to guess if they are true or not. So, Chris, what have you got first for us? All righty. So I'll kick this one off and we'll throw it to the uh, to the crowd. Mm-hmm. This one's just uh, mundane, let's call it. Okay. All right. So yeah. I've got a, uh, some, someone received a call, okay, for a 13-year-old female. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the father was the caller, mm-hmm. who thought superglue was clear eyes, and had now got her eyes stuck together. True. Yeah, I feel like that could be. I feel like I could be true too. Ooh. No, I'm going false. That's stupid. Are we going to lock that one in? Yeah, I'm going false. Right. Locked in. And. You've I'm, locked I'm yours saying in. it's true. You're sticking to it. All right. Well, Evan, congratulations. Who <laughs> oh, <laughs> mistakes that? <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right. You know what? Why? Uh, I won't name names, but somebody of advanced age... Um, mm. Made that same mistake, Evan? Thought liquid whiteout was eye drops. Oh, oh boy. What? Yeah. Okay. So Didn't that, see that coming. That doesn't surprise yeah, right. me. <laughs> Katie, what do you got for okay. us? Okay. Um, call a statement. Mm. Every time she talks, her tongue touches the roof of her mouth. <laughs> Every tongue can talk <laughs> <different> tongue <laughs> Look, no, I'm going false again, as if someone's calling an ambulance for that. Yeah. Uh, having having worked in the areas I've worked no, in, I'm going no, true I guess on you that. I could say true for any of these, but no, I'm going false. I need a point. Ding, ding, ding. Evan's right. Oh. Evan is right. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I personally dealt with that one. I spoke through the alphabet <laughs> over the phone with her. 
and she was quite adamant. And right. yes, they ended up getting an ambulance. Did they go to hospital? Negative. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, okay. Wow. Two wow. nil. Two nil. Okay. All right. Hit let's it. um. Let's see if we can. Yeah. Get me a point. All right. So, uh, let's say it's early in the morning. Mm-hmm. A call comes in from a concerned mother, mm-hmm. um, who's walked in to find her twins, wide awake, sharing a bottle of baby oil together. Down the hatch. Oh, twins sharing baby. I'm gonna go. I'll go true. That's something that could happen. Ooh. Yeah, twins do get up to mischief. Mm. I'm gonna say false on this one. Oh, well, that's probably just by chance they haven't had a false one yet. But okay. <laughs> well, how, how old? Uh, let's go f- quite fifteen months. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. What you, is it? You reckon it's true? I reckon it's true. And you reckon it's false, Ev? Yeah. Fifteen months. Baby oil. Mm-hmm. Another get the cap off. All right. Well, we're sticking with true. Yep. Good one, guys. Hey. Hey. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Carl Two has one. a point. All right. The comeback's on. Kobe. Uh, all right. What's the next little something that I have for you? Um, been driving for eight hours on a car trip um, and still have five hours to go and a seven-year-old isn't behaving very well. Uh, requesting ambulance to come and sedate the child <laughs> for the rest of the trip. Wow, that must have been a paramedic driving that car <laughs> 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 to know what we can do. <laughs> oh, what do you recommend? Oh, true or false? That sounds. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It true. sounds like a frustrated parent. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go true on that one as well. Oh well, if you go true, I'm going false. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say winners all round. That's true. Oh, <laughs> damn it. oh there you I go. Think I'm gonna, frustrated I don't, I don't know if I can come back from that. All right, Chris. All right. So this one um, might catch someone off guard. Mm. Um, I am, uh, well, not me personally, but a a call came in and received a call for someone who was walking um, in somewhere in Sydney. Yep. And then they decided that they could not walk any further and Uh they just wanted someone to come and pick them up. Yep. Specifically over the Harper Bridge. Uh Uh-huh. And then take them to North Sydney. They just decided they did not want to walk any further. Mm. Those snooty North Sydneyans. Mm. <laughs> I've heard about them. Sounds like me on a night out, to be honest. <laughs> that probably is the context as well. Although, so coming back Uber, from the I wouldn't call an ambulance for that. I'm going false. Yeah, but ambulance is free. Well, uh, yeah. If they jump out before the hospital, isn't that helpful? Uh, yeah. What are you I'm going? Say, true I'm or false? Would you say true? Yeah, I know. I said false. False? Yeah. Is that your final bit? Yep. All right. True it is. I have not heard of that one. Ah, oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I told you that was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did hear two. something similar, was but it wasn't. I'm, I'm pretty sure it has happened. Uh-huh. Well, surely. Surely it's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby, this is, the last, this is the last one last for one. me to try ooh, and get ooh, a tiebreaker. Otherwise, okay. Evan's going to hit him with something good. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me just have a little think here. Uh, two females poured petrol on their hands and lit them on fire for fun. Heavy. <laughs> Kids these days. Oh, yeah. Kids. Fun. fun. Did they have fun in the end? Um, TikTok got a great laugh. Yeah, went viral. Oh, I'm going to say true, I think. I'm that's getting in that's, early. That's that's what I would have been. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to have to get false. Oh, you are too. Okay, fantastic. Good on you, Carl. Yes. <laughs> All right, tiebreaker. <laughs> Indeed. I, I dealt with that one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Gosh. It was in a public place. 
Two. On a two weekend. of them, not just one of them. You get two silly people in Teenagers. the same Teenagers. With yeah. a friend. Oh. Yeah. If your friend's going to talk you into it, it's yeah. unfair. Alrighty, so are we going to do the tiebreaker? Yeah, tiebreaker. Okay. We need to get, get a juicy one here. Juicy. Scrolling through my list of jobs here. <laughs> what have we got? Um, just while we're waiting uh, for you to find that, Kobe, is there, you know, when it comes to dispatching and that, is there a list that you guys have on the wall or something of most ridiculous kind of calls that come the, in? There actually used to be. Yeah. There, there was, yeah. Uh, one of the docos, he, he's uh, quite hilarious. He started a... Um, a list of them, uh, but it's since be been a... taken down. But yeah, my gosh, <laughs> That's a shame. since been taken down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. how'd you go? We've got one. Final question. Okay, my daughter is locked outside, and I do not want to let her in. <laughs> Call a statement. <laughs> Get out. I'm, I'm saying true. I'm jumping on this one. Get out. Oh. Really? You? you Get off. All okay. right. Well, look, I'm going to say false, but. <laughs> My daughter's locked outside and I don't want to let her back in. It could so be a teenage daughter. <laughs> they go yeah. off. I would lock them outside. <laughs> All right. I'm saying false. Well, I guess I have to. Yeah. Oh, I suppose you've been backed up into a corner there because Ev jumped on that one pretty quickly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Correct. Hey. Evan. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. And That's takes it graciously up. like a champ. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, let's get into the debrief. And uh, today we're discussing whether ambulances should be free for the general public. And um, in Queensland and Tasmania, they are free just for their own residents. So good luck if you're a New South Welshman or a, someone from <laughs> WA going over, having a nice little holiday. So much for this federation business. Absolute <laughs> rubbish. But even in America... Um, you know, the, some of the ambulance services won't even accept the private health insurance of, of people that, that, that ride with them. So uh, the question we're asking, should ambulances be free or not? Ev, what do you think? Um, just adding to that, I believe the UK is also yeah. free. Yeah, they yeah, pay yeah. their ambulance bills through their utilities or some yeah, such. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, is that a good thing? Look, I'm going to say no mm. uh, from what I understand. And I think it's because when you expect when something's free, so to speak, mm. then you expect it. Uh, there's a different expectation on that service. You think there's service. a lower standard or a lower threshold? Well, from what I understand, and some of the, the paramedics in the UK that I've spoken to, they said that they get called to everything and it mm. could be GP mm. jobs yeah. essentially because people just expect that healthcare is going to arrive at their door for whatever it is. Yeah. And because of that, there's undue strain on the ambulance service and dispatchers and call takers and, yeah. and alike. So I don't... I don't think it's the best idea. But I think you should – if you call for an ambulance, you should get one. Yeah. But in terms of that kind of expectation where you're not even going to see the bill and the professional service that you're getting. But then do you think it should be more um, up to governments then to provide more of a better educational program for their communities uh, to say like this is what an ambulance is for It's um, and, and get a stronger message in that sense? and then still be able to provide a free ambulance I service. would say yes in theory, but you're talking advertising education programs cost money on a healthcare service or mm. system. In most countries, it's already under strain. Mm. They're not going to do it. I, I mm. can't see them doing well, it. Well, Kobe, you've worked in a control centre for a long time. Have you seen the workload increase? I mean, uh, I think I know your answer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, from 12 years ago, yeah. like over that period, of course. Yeah. Um, People call ambulance for anything and everything already. I yep. feel if it was free, you'd just get in a, you know a further increase. I did, more, yeah. I did a um, ride along experience uh, for a few shifts over in London right. uh, and got to have a feel for the kind of stuff that they go to in their control centre. 
I did a shift in their control centre and on road wow, on the trucks okay. there. And yeah, it was unreal experience. But yeah, it, their workload is phenomenally huge. high. Yeah. Well, over in the UK, um, I've been working with a couple of guys that have returned from there recently, mm. and uh, they told me that basically. They go to all their jobs on lights and sirens because there is such a massive workload to get through and traffic is horrendous over there that literally every single job they're going to is lights and sirens. And I reckon that would just be so taxing and you would just feel like, I don't know, so demoralised from that. Yeah. And I think that from a public perception here in Australia, you hear lights and sirens, you know yeah. that we're going to the business. It's yeah. going to be something really sinister. And most people pay respects and get out of their way. Yeah, I mean, in generally. <laughs> generally. Generally speaking. But they think, okay, this is yeah. going to be an emergency more yeah. than likely. So they get yeah. out of our way. When you know an ambulance service is going lights and sirens to everything. Yeah. What's legitimate? Really well, yeah. why, why bother? And that's the thing. If you call an ambulance for an earache and you, know, and you see them arrive with their lights and sirens on, then the next time you're driving and see one come up behind you, you're probably thinking, oh, they're just going to their routine call out. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. exactly. Yeah, so interesting. What do you think, Chris? Oh, look, it's coming from a non-clinical background and I have close to no experience on road. So um, I'm kind of stumped with this one. I believe it, if you were to call for something, I believe that you should be able to pay for it in terms of um, you call an ambulance, you, you pay for it. Yeah. Do you think you've seen an increase in more trivial calls uh, in the in the call centre? Um, I'm quite green in, in my position. I've only been... Um, working in in an out-of-hospital care centre for maybe just under three years. Yeah. So I don't have much experience as would Kobe um, about 12 years ago. So I can't – I don't have too much to compare it to. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there's definitely a couple of numpties out there. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Just a couple. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's funny I keep getting them. I mean, (laughs) it is interesting. Like, it's – in a way, it's nice to know sometimes even when you're working that uh, this person who's called for absolutely nothing – they're not a pensioner. They're not a. Um, they're they're not on the healthcare card either. So you know that they're going to be getting a bill, and they also don't have private health insurance. <laughs> Sometimes Ooh. that's a good feeling as a, as a paramedic to be like, you know what, <laughs> you deserve this. You deserve this bill because <laughs> if you called a taxi, that would have been a hundred times cheaper. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I, I, I like, the fact that sometimes people do have to pay. Um, Is it services. enforced? Is it enforced? Um, a few I years ago. So. Yeah, it depends what state and um, service that you work for. Okay. And there was know. such a, um, a huge amount of money that was owing to a particular ambulance service mm. in Australia mm. that they end up selling that credit onto uh, debt, credit collectors. debt collectors. <laughs> yeah. Who you don't want knocking at your door. No. Wow. So, okay. Well, you know who I, I, I do feel sorry for in this situation are the poor people that suffer from epilepsy. Mm. Um, you know, you can't decide or choose where you, you yeah, have your seizure. And yeah. quite often you might have one out in a public arena and um, yeah. someone, you, you know, know, good Samaritan and good on them, they call an ambulance and ambulance get there, they assess the patient and, um, you know, take their details down. And, you know, quite often these people don't want to go to hospital because they're, they, they know their know condition to, yeah, inside yeah, out. But... Um, Next minute they get a bill arriving at their front door because um, a good Samaritan has called an ambulance mm. when and they... That's what it is as well, like the car mm. accidents because that's covered by, in mm. some states, the um, like RTA ah, or, yes. yeah, yeah. or the services uh, that you pay your regular fees to, mm. um, that it's covered for road accidents in particular and then you've got third-party insurance as well like yeah. for the big you know, major traumas as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of pressure off some people. Yeah. Because oh. there's no way they could pay it. 
I know. Times, well, I, I wonder if some of those other states then in Queensland and Tasmania, if they just, if their workload per capita, like their workload, I don't know what I'm trying to say, per average population um, would be higher because they have free ambulances. It'd be interesting to see. Mm. Mm. Kobe, a comment that you said before about the workload going up, is that, do you think something's changed in recent times or is this an, a, an expected growth in the amount of calls that ambulance services are taking? I don't know. It's it's pretty hard to say. Um, Chris asked me just before, like when I was a call taker all those years ago, <coughs> how often we'd take calls and there'd definitely be a bigger gap as opposed to what it is now. Um, and from a dispatching point of view, you just, um, I don't know, I feel like we've seen the, yeah, just the increased workload in that time frame over, you mm. know, over that decade. Um, more recently, it, it's been quite good though. With, uh, with COVID, COVID yeah, yeah. It, that it, massive it, reduction, yeah. absolutely delightful. So yeah. I, I guess it's a huge statement saying that I've seen the increase, but it is notable within the the twelve years. But I guess it, you know, mm. it's forever changing. Just had a thought as to why that is, Cal. Oh, why? What's Care. that? Cover ass retain employment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Lawyers. Mm. That's right. Mm. If you don't call for an ambulance for your, you know, little bump on the head at your local school, ah, oh, that's true. From a soccer ball, yeah, then someone's going to get sued. So yeah. bloody lawyers. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Uh, well, look, guys, uh, that's all we've got time for the debrief. Uh, we'll be right back after this with the uh, clinical corner. The annual emergency services blood challenge is back on. From the 1st of June to the 31st of August, emergency services across Australia are battling it out to be the agency with the highest number of blood donations. To help the Australian Red Cross reach 12,000 donations, sign up, grab your colleagues, managers and friends and head to your local donation station. To find your closest blood bank, go to donatelife.com.au. One donation can save up to three lives, so roll up your sleeve, get your blood pumping and save lives today. Well, welcome back to the Clinical Corner. We've got a very exciting simulation game for you all. In fact, we're changing things up a bit. It's the Call Taker Dispatcher edition of the Clinical Corner. And uh, the way this simulation game is going to work. So we have Chris, our call taker. Yes. And uh, Chris, you've got a pile of jobs in front of you. Got a couple, yeah. You certainly do. (laughs) And uh, every 25 seconds, you're going to ring your little bell. Which I've got right here in front of me. Can we have a test? Yep, perfect. That bell will be rung and then you're going to announce the job that you have in your hands. Okay. We've got Evan in the dispatcher's chair. So we're shaking things up, turning the tables. Big mistake. Yeah. (laughs) How are you feeling, Evan? I can see Uh, you. Yeah, nervous. Sweating profusely. I'm excited. Mm. I'm excited to watch. So Chris, after he announces his job, passes that job on to you, the dispatcher. And then you, in front of you, have four resources. You have three general duties ambulances and one intensive care ambulance. So then you need to assign that job to an ambulance and pass it along to Kobe, who's our on-road paramedic at the moment. And uh, Kobe's going to take the jobs and the resources from you and she's going to keep those resources until she thinks that that job is complete and will hand back the resource to you to complete other jobs as they come in. Um, So... Are you guys ready? Does that all make sense? It's going to be no mercy. I love no it. mercy. And, and Evan, we're, we're starting you off with, with two jobs to start with. Yep. Um, what are they? 
Okay, so I've got a priority one, 65-year-old female, chest pain, clammy. Okay. And I've got a priority two, 88-year-old female, medi alarm, no voice contact. All right, okay. So uh, when I say go, the simulation is live. Ooh. Train wreck begins. All right, Chris, are you ready? Oh, I was born ready. <laughs> Evan, are you ready? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm are you ready? So, I am so ready. All right, standing by to go live. Go. And that pretty much means hand out your jobs that you've got there. <laughs> All right. First job dispatch to crew B1, my priority one chest pain. Okay. Away it goes. Um, Just like that. Priority two, uh, many alarm, no voice contact. That's off to my GDs in B2. Okay. So how many cars you got left? I've got two cars, one IC, one GD. Oh, fantastic. And oh. a job coming in. I had two cars. <laughs> All right. It's a priority two for an unknown age patient with a penile rash. Oh. Lovely. Sounds appropriate for oh. our GDs. So yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. Not the IC. I mean... <laughs> No, I know the they're cranky, man. Yeah. They wouldn't want it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, another one. It's another priority too. It's an unknown problem from a payphone. Lovely. Ooh. Do I dispatch it early? Yeah, we can do a drive-by. They can go and get a coffee afterwards. Oh, okay. Yep, Ooh. send them out. The so IC is going out. How many cars? To control. Ooh, go ahead, B2. Car B2, um, we've arrived on scene voice contact, but we're unable to gain access. Can we get rescue? Uh, yep, they're on their way. Okay, well, well done. Efficient. Rescue's on their way. That's so the IC's Ooh. just gone out on a job. So hang on, you've got no cars left now? No. Mm, okay. No. Well, Welcome to dispatching. I well, believe. what do you guys do when there's downtime in the control room? Is there Netflix? Downtime, control yeah. room. Well, is there a job coming up? Job coming up. Well, job coming up. up. You've got a priority too for a 60-year-old male with some back pain. There we go. Uh, Carl, is there any other cars in the area? Uh, no cars at the moment. All the other boards are busy, but it looks like one's just cleared from hospital Look for at that. you. They must have heard me. All right, <laughs> so my priority two back pain uh, for a 60-year-old male. I'm going to send my GDs out on that one. Mm, okay, Carl. all right. I'm out of vehicles again. Again. Oh, gosh. What is the point of this game? It's so hard. Well, yeah. I mean, is this what it's like in the real world? I don't it know. It is a bit. And then Car A1 to control. Oh, hang on. Oh, Ooh. A1, go ahead. Car A1, we've um, driven past here, unable to locate. Fantastic. Oh, okay, you're getting oh, a car back I've again. My resource an available back. resource for oh. another job coming in. <laughs> oh. It's a priority too. <laughs> this one is a, oh, this should be a priority one. It's a 21-year-old male with his testes caught in a zipper. Oh, oh that certainly do you should think, be upgraded. Do you think that's a priority oh. too? Do you think it's appropriate for IC? Uh, <laughs> yes. Car B1 to control. Oh. B1, go ahead. Car B1, our patient's arrested. This back pain oh. here is arrested. We need IC. All right. The test is caught and the zipper is going to have to wait. I'm oh, going to send my really? intensive care out to this arrest. Oh, do you know Quite how painful priority. that would be? Oh, Jeez, Evan, you're a tough dispatcher. Oh. That's just cruel. Well, he's not dying yet. Uh, how he? old is the one that just arrested? Car A1, uh, 60. <laughs> oh, so, uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, They've probably got a bit of life in them there. Alrighty. <laughs> oh, what was that? Was that a was that oh, a ding? I think, I think that was another ding. It's a priority two. Oh, it's a poppy down. Uh, it's a ninety-eight-year-old male with a PR bleed. PR bleed. Oh, okay. Well, if you ask nicely, we might be able to find something from another board. Oh, could you have a look for All me? All right, I'll have a look. I'll I've have got a jobs look. pending. Okay. Oh, I have a car that's just cleared, but I will take whatever resources you have, car. <laughs> well, none at this stage, actually. Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, it's like you. <laughs> All right, you got two jobs there, Ev, and one car. What are you going to do? Well, I'm torn here. Mm, what have you a got? PR bleed, giggly, <laughs> and a twenty-one-year-old uh, with testes. Oh, you zipper. still haven't dispatched the <laughs> Look, I want him to think about what he's get done. Get that car so onto that job straight away. Upgrade that. The ninety-eight-year-old PR oh, bleed. Evan, you're what? a male. You know what that would be like. Oh, it's painful. Oh, obviously, he hasn't had. Oh, well, here's another job for well, you. Mate. <laughs> it is a priority one. It's a forty-five-year-old female who's short of breath with a history of asthma. Oh, it's still going to take the priority over the oh, testes, Carl. <laughs> 
Oh, you are the cruelest. <laughs> Tough love. Um, do we have any more resources? Um, oh, look, okay, yeah, I've managed to scramble one from the other board next door. So lovely. Here's a general duties car for you, but only for the uh, testies. All right, under pressure. <laughs> Reluctantly, I will send a car <laughs> to the twenty-one-year-old uh, with the testies caught the zipper. Although, what if you did go to that? What would you be able to do? Unzip the zip. Ooh, I'll just go back over the pain. Let's just anyway, go straight. Yeah, to let's hospital. move. <laughs> let's not. Can you walk? Let's not stay. <laughs> let's move right along. Hopefully, he's had some time to sort of sort it out. Not going to stay and play with that one. <laughs> no. Oh, another We're job. It's a priority too. Oh, you might need some thought for this one. It's a seventeen-year-old male who is unconscious due to intoxication, but come in as a priority too. Ooh. Oh, are you going to upgrade that one or what? Oh, I've still got my priority one shortness of breath in a forty-five-year-old female with mm. asthma, so I'm going to send my GD cruise to the breathing problems as mm. a priority. Why don't you try asking your crews at hospital if they would clear for you? Oh, if you've got a any job- cars available at hospital, we could really, really do with your assistance right now. Anyone. Uh, Anyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they me. must be in the <laughs> toilet. I must have ticked them off earlier. Car B1 to control. Let me just check with my partner. Oh, that oh, old chestnut. Ah. All right, so I've got that job lined up. Oh, that's just sitting there waiting. All right. Look, what is it? 71-year-old. It, no, no, no. It's a 17-year-old male incon- uh, unconscious. Incontinent. Probably is. Intoxicated. You know what? Those ones can wait. I don't know why. Oh, uh, okay. oh well, It can wait for the next wait. job. Yeah. It's a priority one for a three-year-old who's anaphylaxis post-nut exposure. Oh, dear. All right. Excellent. So I've just had a crew, uh, two crews. I've got B1 and A1 available. So and A1 send, is your intensive care? It is, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to send my three-year-old... Uh, Anaphylaxis patient with the IC. Okay, fair. Just better that one out. And fair. my priority two to my B1 oh, GD crew. Lovely. So yeah. jobs are clear. You've got no jobs. I've got no jobs. All right. So in control, Chris, when you've got no jobs, is it like a Netflix time or is it? What do you uh, do? It, it, it comes down is to the Is this downtime for you guys? You <laughs> <laughs> might be able to sip some water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair uh, enough. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Oh, Oh, no, no downtime time to down. No, we got a priority one. A seventy, always a fifty-seven-year-old <laughs> female who has a headache. Oh, they control headache. those half conversations, just like the, what happened there. Oh, Didn't really? Yeah. Ongoing half conversations. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Ding. Unfortunately, I don't have any crews available. Well, what, what have you got? I've got a priority one, seventy-seven-year-old female with a headache. And what uh, could a headache lead to? Um, you know, pat it off. <laughs> yes, great answer. <laughs> well, I think it was for stroke is the right answer. Yeah, have we got any more crews available? Uh, none. I, they're, look, they're all on jobs or at hospitals, so you're going to have to ask again, mate. Uh, any crews? Are you available to help out? Being one to control, yeah, we're just finishing up uh, this uh, intox mail. Uh, we should be clear any moment. Fantastic. Oh, Carl, I'd like to point out that earlier Chris was saying that dispatching um, is kind of like... Uh, a chessboard that's on fire. It is. Um, yeah. I'm starting it's to chess. appreciate You're starting that to feel that? It's yeah. playing a game of chess Good. for 12 editing. hours straight. <laughs> yeah, this exactly. is the design of this game. Oh, right. And, and what was your reference there? And the chessboard is... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're playing chess, but um, you've got no chess pieces and the board's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> and speaking of <laughs> which, <laughs> you've got a priority oh, too for a 24-year-old with a mental health assessment. Oh, oh. Lordy, Well, oh. look, your GD cars have been run off their feet. Maybe put the IC on that mental health assessment. There's you know? no IC. I've uh, this backseat dispatcher over here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am always talking about this when I'm in the car. Right, so oh, right priority so. one headaches going to my GD crew like that. I've had a crew become available. How I've, good is that? I've got a mental health assessment, priority two. They can take care of that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've got nothing left and no jobs. Nothing left and no jobs. Oh, well, oh, there's always one. I think this core take is just that, taking their time on that phone hang calls. the phone up? It's a priority two for a 65-year-old female with some abdo pain. God, these guys are needy. Some kebab Carby pain. Carby 4 to control. 
Oh. Uh, before, go ahead. Have you got police responding to this? Uh, I do now. Oh. Stand by. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> police on the way to the mental health. <laughs> Done. Amazing. Oh, oh, and another one. Another one. Still no resources. Another one. Priority two for a 92-year-old poppy who's fallen. Poppy needs to be a poppy up. There's no injuries. Oh, that just right. spice things Well, up hang on. All. So what jobs have you got there? Have you got okay, anything so pretty cool, Evan? No, I've got well, two Well, then you're not going to be getting any more ambulances, okay, oh, mate? Oh. I'm sorry. The other crews are busy on other <laughs> boards doing other things. <laughs> sorry, mate. have to wow. do some callbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just check up on them, please. I'll just, just ring them up and see how they're doing. Say good day. Hey, hey, hey fella, how's the floor treating you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I probably can't say that, can I? Get a couple of pillows. <laughs> going off script here. Mate, ask, ask your cars to clear. You're not asking. Oh, yeah. Come on. No, but they love me, so they'll clear when they're ready. That type of dispatcher. Treat, uh, treat them like humans. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Any cars available? I've got two outstanding jobs. <laughs> See? <laughs> and wow. silence. Straight to the point. Echo. Echo. B3. Here we are. Yes, we're, we're right. B3. Oh. Love your work. It's very kind. Come B3. and get it. I've got just, just for you, for man. You. Just because it's you. Look, we can't have a 92-year-old on the floor for too long. There's no reported injuries. Nice, easy one for you. Thank you, B3. Oh, oh, there we go. It's a priority one. Oh. It's another thirty-year-old male with more stomach cramps. Oh, jeez! Is this How the same guy? Dude, <laughs> look, it could well be him calling back. Wait, um, who transported him early? I'm going to talk to the uh, crew. Did he leave the hospital before he was triaged? <laughs> <laughs> it could have happened. Two outstanding jobs. Oh, I've had a crew become available. Oh, Any other fantastic. crews available for two jobs? Um, Evan is starting to panic. Yeah, it's true. Priority one. Stomach cramps? Really? I don't want to... Oh, you bastards. All right, I'm going to send oh, that one off. hang on. What's, what's this? Seems like what's there's a couple of calls coming in for this a one. Of, yeah. a, lot a lot of, of witnesses. Of... It's a priority one. It's a mass casualty. How many resources do you have? Um, <laughs> none. <laughs> oh, hold on. Uh, any crews available? Are we wanting any to know crews? what this well, mass what's casualty this, what's is? This mass it is a plane crash with over 180 <laughs> victims. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm going home. Evan, break time. B2, A1, B4, we're all clear. There we go. I'm going to the toilet. Best team ever. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah, that's the end oh, of my shift. Oh, look, we'll call wow. it quits there, guys. That's wow. the simulation game. Um, well done, Evan. You know what? You handled that somewhat okay. I was waiting oh. for that last job. Going, yeah. Well, I, I, I think they went easy on me. What, well, what do you reckon, KB? Do you think he did all right? As I, think, a, I think you did really well. Oh, come on. Really? There's nothing like the live environment, though. You've got to have other crews asking you for all sorts of different things mm. at the same time. I don't know how you guys do it, <laughs> honestly. I prefer to stay out on road. I'll do it with the blocking guts. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh, well, guys, look, that's the, that's the clinical corner. And um, before we completely wrap up here today... Um, Guys, I just wanted to ask Chris, you first. Sure. What's the most challenging thing about being a call taker and what what message do you want to kind of get across to people um, or, or how do you want them to feel towards the call takers? I think, look, at the end of the day, we're all human mm. and I think that can be a very uh, easily forgotten aspect to the role. Mm. Um, we're all a link in a chain, whether it's providing patient care over the phone to a patient being uh, transported by paramedics to hospital. Um, and then that chain continues in hospital. Um, but, yeah, I believe just um, something to take home from this today is, yeah, we're, we're all human. We've yeah, all got a role to play. Sure. Um, and, yeah, we're only, we can only provide information of what we've been told. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And I remember you telling me about a job that you're on the line for for like 45 minutes yeah. with a major trauma out in a rural location. A couple wow. of times, I mean, yeah. That's my biggest fear on as an on-road paramedic and being in the city, you know backups are only around the corner, but to be on the phone uh, with someone who's lost an arm for mm. 45 minutes, how do you do it? Yeah, how well, that's... What do you talk you just about? You have to. 
I mean, the reassurance the missing arm. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You Did only you play sports? <laughs> <laughs> What's the weather like now? Um, but yeah, communication uh, in terms of that, 55% of communications. Um, Physical. So mm. there's that 45% which is all verbal and you have to try and communicate that over the phone, whether that's stopping bleeding control instructions, giving CPR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for when you're on those... Delivering a baby over the exactly. phone. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's nasty. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, it's just anticipating that and just trying to come up with small things. and Awesome. Oh, and, and Kobe, what's the most rewarding thing about being a dispatcher? Um, well, I would say it, it might sound super cliche but it best possible outcome for the patient yeah the you know number one yep mm. the, the, oh not number one because on the on the other hand it is um giving my crew making keeping my crews happy and yeah you know working together as that team and being able to make their day not break it yeah. which was your opening opening line today. opening <laughs> line <laughs> to the uh, <laughs> The well, it sounds podcast. like it's a real balance then between, you know, keeping your crews happy and also getting Providing all the crews to the jobs. Because mm, if your correct. crews aren't happy, they're perhaps not going to clear as often maybe. Is that uh, – I mean, yeah, you wouldn't so. like to think so. But, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like it's a real fine balance. involved yeah. in the process. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So someone that's dragging the chain. Well, <laughs> <laughs> guys, it looks like that's all we've got time for. So you're both superstars. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Chris. No, we yeah, appreciate thank you for having me. And yeah, Kobe. Thank, thank you so you much You guys are absolute me. legends and you've got such a tough job. And um, Kobe, you are an on-road paramedic as well. So um, mm-hmm. we're going to have to ask you, what is your favourite emergency driving song? <laughs> Oh, this is this is tough because mm-hmm. um, I have a few different genres that uh, are standouts for me. Yeah, they will range from um, Firestarter from Prodigy. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Bit it. of wit- oh, I don't know it either. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> you yeah. would. What's you the would. Next one you're about to say Whitney Houston. Oh, yes. I want to dance with somebody. You were just <laughs> melting in your seat right oh, there. Absolutely. I feel that like you've influenced that, Carl. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a bit of uh, hip hop, mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest. That that's also good. Okay, mm-hmm. but on the the other the other type is a bit of metal, and oh, I think nice. my nice. my favourite, yeah. my absolute, would be Bring Me the Horizon, Ooh. Chelsea Smile. Is that what you're going for today? That will be like it's uh, a wide range. Why not Whitney? <laughs> All right, well look, that's Come what on. we'll play. Yeah. A wide range, but uh, that's going to be number one. Uh, All right, <laughs> finally well, some metal. Uh, we'll put it on. But, um, yeah, we will, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it's we appreciate been an it. absolute pleasure. Ev, Thank so you. great to see you again, mate. As always, mate. It's been awesome. And uh, guys, stay safe out there. But that's all we've got time for. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.